I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our Ford Podcast. This might be college football, Heather. Yeah. Come back. Uh, it is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and uh, it's always a very special day for a lot of reasons. But since 2008, we have also gone back in time and remembered a call we received here that uh, had a profound effect on us and, quite frankly, a, a few other people as well, and uh, we will play that call for you now. I got a little tale of my own. Paul, I uh, grew up in uh, Alabama and uh, was raised as a uh, racist. Were you? And I was very proud of it. My uh, father was in the KKK. All my uncles were. But in 1967, uh, I joined the uh, Marine Corps. I uh, considered myself... uh, strong, brave, and stupid, so I wanted to go to Vietnam, hmm. and I got my wish. Uh, first day there, <clears throat> as big a redneck as I was, I met probably uh, the most militant acting and talking uh, black person that was ever uh, on the face of the earth. Less than an hour after we met, we tried to kill each other. Uh, and we tried to kill each other for the next couple of weeks, about every day, till our gunny sergeant took us aside and said, next time that happens, you're going home on a bad conduct discharge. So we put aside our differences <clears throat> and uh, turned out to be fair soldiers. We uh, uh, still had strong animosity, uh, but over the next 20 Every the next two years, uh, he saved my life a couple of times. I saved his a couple of times. And we didn't need one of us want to leave Vietnam. <clears throat> we spent 22 of, 22 of the 24 months, between 67 and 69, there. Two months we were uh, being treated in the Philippines. But in 69, we, uh, we both had to, uh, <clears throat> had to uh, leave. And uh, I moved back to uh, Alabama and went to school. He moved back to Detroit and uh, and uh, resumed his ways. Uh, after I got out of college, as dumb as I was, I managed to get an engineering degree. <laughs> and uh, I talked to him a few times over those years. We had become, uh, I guess you could call, friends and he was not having it too good in Detroit, and I said, well, come on down here, and we'll, you can go to work for the same company I am. So he did, and he wound up working for me. Wow. And he uh, he uh, he decided he'd go to school and get his degree, which he did. And 
he decided he wanted to outdo me, which he always did. He went on and got his master's degree, and I wound up working for him. <laughs> and 32 years ago, come uh, April 3rd of this year, Paul, I will have been married to his sister for 32 years. Wow. Uh, we both had... Uh, <clears throat> so now, you're, now, now you're, wor- you're working for her. Yeah. He's the best man at my wedding. That's incredible. Uh, that's a, that's had, an incredible story. We had two story. sons apiece. All four of them graduated uh, from the University of Alabama. And anybody ever tell you this would be a good book? Yeah, probably would be. Nobody believe it. <laughs> this, this would be a great book and movie. But uh, we've uh, we've had a good life, and uh, he lives about uh, three houses down now, and we still uh, we still try to. Uh, lie as much as we can about our war war exploits but uh <laughs> just goes to prove uh goes to prove paul that uh <clears throat> anything can happen to a former racist you never know that uh really is an incredible story uh just a, just an extraordinary uh piece of uh, history there well he uh he turned out to be a lot better than i thought he was at first and i hope i did too <laughs> And uh, again, that is something that uh, we, we always do uh, on this uh, on this particular day. Let's uh, continue back to our phone calls. And Dog is up next in Louisiana. Hello, Dog. That is hard to follow. I love that story right there. That Thank is you. just great. Thank you so much. But. I, I just kind of want to get back to football. You said there was a coach or whatever leaving from Alabama going to Georgia, uh, maybe replacing Muschamp. I mean, I, I I don't know how that worked out. I mean, I mean, I don't know nothing about him because you really hadn't explained. Yeah, anything no, I'm sorry. On that. You're right. Sometimes you can be a little too deep in the woods. Um, Tavarius Robinson is his name. He's uh, they call him T. Rob. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, the cornerback coach for for Alabama most recently, and uh, he's he's a really good player. He played in the SEC. He's been in Miami before. Uh, he's been a couple of other places, and I think he, I think he was at South Carolina as well. He's been at Florida, South Carolina. But anyway, he's a he's a revered coach, especially from a recruiting standpoint. And over the weekend, he left Alabama during the transition uh, after Nick Saban to go to Georgia, and Georgia announced that Will Muschamp was leaving coaching uh, to spend more time with his family. I really didn't understand the announcement. It caught a lot of people by surprise. But anyway, they, they wanted T-Rob on the staff because uh, he's not only an outstanding coach, but he is uh, a really good, uh, how about a really great recruiter. So that uh, over last night, there was a report in Alabama, as well as this morning, that he was going to change his mind and stay at Alabama. Now, today, uh, it looks like he is definitely going to go to Georgia or stay in Georgia. So he's a good coach and everything. Uh, 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 I I don't know if you remember uh, Lane Kiffin this year, the week of the game, uh, tweeted out that uh, T-Rob was actually calling the plays for the Alabama defense. And Nick Saban talked about it, and he – he didn't say that Kevin Steele wasn't the D.C. He basically explained that T-Rob was on the field, and in that offense it was easier to have the coach uh, on the field in communication with the press box sign- signaling the plays in. 
So, in other words, him and Kirby has history together. Uh, I don't know if they have uh, specifically ever worked together. Um, I don't. I'll have to double check. I don't think they have, but obviously Kirby uh, knew him when, when he was. I mean, he, they, everybody knows everyone, but at South Carolina, at uh, Florida, and clearly at Alabama, Kirby. Uh, he's somebody that Kirby Kirby Smart clearly wanted to you get if he could. The problem with Kirby Smart's defense, he's got Glenn Schumann, as you probably know. Uh, he and Will Muschamp were the, co- co- were the co-coordinators, so there really wasn't a spot. Yeah. And then before that, Dan Lanning was the coordinator. They're, they have never worked together, according to uh, our, our people in the other room. All right, well, let me ask you this. How long was Kirby with uh, – how many of the championships when uh, Nick Saban won uh, championships, how, how many of them was Kirby Smart there with? I believe uh, four. So he went back quite a way. Yeah, it, was it, he interestingly, while well, Kirby was, was his coordinator, he, he, uh, he, was, he was undefeated in the, play, in the championship game. Right. So, in other words, did he go all the way back to when uh, Nick tried the uh, NFL with me? Yeah, I mean, Kirby was at LSU. I don't know. Okay, so he was there in 2004. They won the title in 03. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he was there. Yeah, he, he, went, he was there in 04. He, he, he left uh, LSU with Coach Saban at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and then, of course, uh, he was brought back in. Uh, the, to go back in time, in 2007, when Coach Saban was hired at Alabama, the first hire he made was Kevin Steele from Florida State. And then the next year, I think Kirby was on the staff, and then the next year he elevated Kirby uh, to uh, defensive coordinator because he knew he was, he was not going to stay there long if he didn't give him that title. Right. Well, I thank you. I mean, I hate to drift away from Martin Luther King Day, but no, I mean, I had Listen, heard uh, this. This is, uh, today. this is an extraordinary time in history, uh, and uh, we want we you 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 asked a very legitimate question, and it's one of the most important questions of the day. Thank you for calling. I man is up next. Good afternoon, there, Paul Feinbaum. You know, we knew there was changes that had to be made, and they were made. They were made in your lifetime and my lifetime, and we've seen tremendous things. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Step inside. Step inside. You know, Paul, I find it amazing that uh, Nick Saban quits, and all of a sudden people hollering at me like I had something to do with it. All Nick Saban did do was he quit, and he put uh, what's that new guy's name, DeLong or DeLoach or whoever. He put him on the hot seat. Because when the Bammers get their ass whipped by Wisconsin, then they turn around and get their ass whipped by Georgia. I mean, there's going to be a hot seat. And what Nick Saban did was remove himself from the hot seat because he saw it coming. He's got them kind of eyes. He's got them kind of eyes like you do. He saw it coming. He said, I'm out of here. And, and you know, what, what kind of luck did y'all have hiring a coach from Washington, the state of Washington the last time. By the way, it's uh, rolling, by the way baby. I mean, you know there's a precedent for that. In uh, 2003, Alabama hired a coach from Washington State. That's exactly right. It's rolling, baby. It's it didn't rolling. Stay long, but I hope I hope I hope uh, DeBoer stays a little bit longer than the spring game. Well, right now the welcome mats out there, and everybody's glad patting him on the back and giving him flowers and, and appreciating him and all that. 
And, uh, you, you know, from what I understand, Nick Saban's still going to have an office up there. That's going to look a lot like Pat Dye did when he was at Auburn. He's just going to be looking over the shoulders. He's not going to be able to help himself. He's going to have to talk. People are going to ask him questions. Well, what would you do, Coach? Or, I wouldn't do what he's doing. I mean, you you heard it before. I've heard it before. We've seen this. This ain't nothing new. And so all you Bammers out there that got to bring me up in your conversation because your coach quit and put this new coach that Harbaugh already whipped his ass in less than seven days after he beat your last coach. Don't get mad at me. Y'all the ones that made these decisions. I ain't having nothing to do with it. I'm just here talking about it because I listen so well and I retain information so well. It's rolling, baby. This is really big news. Hot seat change. Hot seat change. Going to Florida. Selling Mercedes. Hot seat change. Hot seat change. Get your hot seats right here. And, and you know, it's going to be real I mean, interesting. You, you just, after you're that just second. hating on this guy. You don't even know his name yet. I don't have to know his name. Nobody's hating on him. I'm just talking about what we know. This is what we know, Paul. This is I'm talking facts. You can't dispute one thing you, I said uh, you other than the little fellow. Maybe give us an explanation of why two of your most prominent coaches are sudden, suddenly no longer on the Auburn staff with no because explanation Because they don't whatsoever. matter. Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze is building a team. No, They're uh, building you don't, a staff, You don't Paul. Uh, fire uh, Zach Etheridge and Cadillac Williams, too. Uh, Former players, you know, and, you know, and, you, listen, you, you the guy with all the inside book yeah. knowledge, you're the one that knows where all the bones are buried. Why don't you tell us? Because well, you I, I, I thought you as an Auburn too? man, yes, you, you might are. be more interested yes, in crashing the you, guy that a week ago no, tonight no, was in the you, national you, championship you, game. And now over you're a good competitor. There, there you are, obfuscating again. You're stepping all over a good call. You already know that because there's a lot of problems down there, I man, as you well know. No, there's not. They're re- they're building the team, uh, Paul. Well, we're why don't talking you go about that we're talking room about the Crimson Tide. So you don't have to listen. Why do you feel like you got to defend them? Because you see, I'm I'm pushing buttons and I'm ringing bells. I won the big stuff at the fair, and you just out there obfuscating and dragging your feet around when you know everything I'm saying is true, and you don't like it. You don't like it because you are being left out of the mix. Nick didn't call you tell you he was quitting. Now you know. You know for a fact. You don't need Chris Lowe or ESPN or anybody to tell you because you see it written on the wall. You see the schedule like I do. And you know that because you got that kind of these things. You've been doing this a real long time, and you are real good at it. But there you are. What just about Cadillac all Williams, in. I man? What about Zach, uh, Zach Etheridge? You want to talk about that or you want to push that they, under the they, They're no more. They, they ain't there no more. They don't count. Just like Nick Saban don't count. I thought everybody count. wanted Cadillac to be the head office. coach last year. Remember that? Remember all that, all that crying what, going on? There you are doing all that thinking outside the box. You don't even know what size your box is. That's the problem. You, you, you just, you just dragging along trying to create an argument where there ain't no argument because you can't win this argument. There is nothing to you know, like I know Auburn, Auburn is a six and seven football team. And look at you, look at you, have to reach down to the, to the dwells of nothing to have a conversation. And you're not even good at it. That's what's so bad, Paul. Oh, you're such a, you're such a great interviewer. You're such a great man. Listen to you. You know everything. You know And you're having to reach down to a six and seven football team to talk about the team that got the ass whipped, not once, but twice by Jim Harbaugh. 
and you don't like it. You don't like it. I'm, I'm ringing bells, and I tell you what, if, if I had a, if I was pinning the tail on the donkey, you'd scream right now. Holler with me, Paul. Ow! War damn eagle. Have a good day. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back here as uh, we continue. Uh, our friend Eddie Conyers checking in on this uh, Monday. Good afternoon, Eddie. Hey, Paul. Oh, what a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. Thank you. Hey, I've all, I, I hear Paul and I, man, from Montgomery. Paul, I actually was born in Montgomery. And for the first time in my life, I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> hey, look, I, I don't blame I, you. A, I know you've been. We've been talking about the new coach. By the way, I think he won the room, don't you? Uh, he passed the first test. You better believe it. And I, I know you were you were talking about a lot of times people don't quite understand what you mean by someone coming in here the recruiting process. I got a great story when Coach Sir, when, when Coach Curry was here. Uh, our recruiting coordinator, I think, came from somewhere in, in New York. And there was a great ball player coming out of South Alabama. I think it might have been Bruton. It wasn't Calvin Culver or, right. or, or like that. But I was asked to come down to speak to the football banquet. And the coach of the Bruton High School team had been there for years and years and years. And we were talking about the recruiting of this particular player and he gave the perfect example of what we're talking about with somebody coming in. He said, Eddie, the guy that came down here from Coach Curry, he said, he talked to the guy, and he said, I hope you'll come to Alabama. <laughs> he said, he, he, he couldn't even say Alabama. That's funny. He said, Coach, Coach Dye guy came in. The first thing he did was pull out a pack of red men, and he said, Eddie, it was over. That's funny. <laughs> I think that. Well, you know that I don't know who that guy was, but I do know this: he was replaced in time for the next season by Tommy Limbaugh. <laughs> oh, oh, never mentioned the name in my presence. Hey, did I ever tell you the story? Uh, so, in 1988, 
Limbaugh had been at Ole Miss and Duke with uh, Steve Sloan, and he was, an, he was the assistant athletic director. So he calls me one day. I mean, Alabama in 88 had a bad season, and they were getting hammered in recruiting, and he thought maybe we could do something to get some positive publicity. So you may not remember. So he calls me, and, and in, in late, about, about December 15th, right, right? This was when they had the February window. He, he said, I, I'd like you to follow me around all day uh, recruiting. I thought, OK, we'll get in the car and drive to Birmingham, Tuscaloosa. He, I, 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 he said, no, no, we're going to just be prepared. It's gonna be, meet me at 515 at Northport Airport and you may not get back. Uh, so till the, <laughs> so we, we meet and the first we go first to uh, Philadelphia. He had to go uh, see a prospect in, in, in New Jersey. Then we go to Syracuse. You ever been to Syracuse oh, on December 15th? There were uh, cool. about 15 inches of snow, a windshield of 20. Anyway, we went from there to somewhere near Washington. Then we went to Tennessee. Anyway, I do this story, um, and it was a fabulous story, uh, Eddie, if I, if I don't say so myself. Not because I wrote it, because it was just fat. You, you know, you, you've been there. So I see, I see Lumball at the Sun Bowl that year in El Paso. And uh, I asked him, I said, uh, so what, 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 he said, I thought the story was really good. I said, well, I'm really curious about something, Tommy. I said, what did, you, what did Coach Curry say when you asked him for permission for me to go with you? Because you know back then Curry and I weren't exactly close. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said he didn't know anything about it until the day it came out. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> That's huh. how chaotic that program was that, that the recruiting coordinator didn't even talk to the head coach before he invited a reporter along. <laughs> and, and to go to South Alabama and say, I hope you come to Alabama, that, that ain't going to work. But uh, I, th- I think uh, Coach DeBose, uh, uh, I think he really won me over. And I haven't met him yet, but I well, he a, I, I mean, he's from South Dakota, so he kind of has a neutral accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's South Dakota. That, Paul, that can't be one of the garden spots of the earth. But uh, well, I would say to, uh, a day like today in South Dakota is probably <laughs> 30 below. Oh, yeah. They're sunbathing. He didn't even wear a coat when he got off the plane Friday night. <laughs> I know. Hey, that was quite a quite a sight, by the way. I didn't go out there, but I watched it on television. But it very uh, when Coach Saban came here, you know, some lady came up and kissed oh, Coach yeah. Saban. And I remember that. That lady, uh, it, it's my best memory. Now it's only been seventeen years, Eddie. That lady <laughs> had had a few pops before she went out there. I, I tried to get in the kissing line, but I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, I, so, so you've seen a few coach, you, you, you've seen a few coaching transitions, haven't you? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was there. I sound like I'm patting myself on the back. I don't mean that, but was there when Coach Meyer first came there, and then all the way through a new coach that we have now, and he really won me over. And Eddie, uh, you got to remember, I, I, I thought I saw. I, I was, I was on Highway 280 one night in Birmingham in 2003. I walked in a. Mexican place. I thought I saw you at the bar with uh, Coach Price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I don't even remember what he looked like. <laughs> he, 
He was uh, he looked old bef- uh, before he coached his first game, and he never coached his first game. Paul, that was that and Bockcraft were two very big mistakes that were made. Yeah, I, I once told you, st- uh, you. You, long story short, and I know that's impossible to do, but uh, Alabama lost in two thousand. What year was it? Ninety six to uh, Mississippi State on a missed field, a missed extra point. Do you remember that game? Oh and, yeah. And oh, Bockrath, yeah. Bob Bockrath was the AD. He went in the locker room and he walked up to Stallings. And he said, you realize that, that that cost us a trip to the Orange Bowl. And, you, of course, you do know they had to be pulled apart. And uh, <laughs> I, once, I told Coach Stallings once in a private moment, he said, yeah, I was, I, was, I was hopping mad. I thought about hitting him. I said, Coach, had you hit him, you'd still be the coach. <laughs> it was not one of our better moments, but for sure. Right after he went to Mobile, he being Coach uh, Bachrath went to Mobile to speak to the Red Elephant Club, and a friend, a good friend of mine in Mobile, called me. Paul actually crying because at that time we were in a coaching change, and he was we we wanted someone of the Bryant era or yes. someone to connect with Bryant, and he told that group down there. He said, "Well, you know, Bryant was not really an Alabama man." <laughs> now that's true because he was from Alabama, but that was not the right oh, thing. Oh my! To say. I do remember that. No, uh, Eddie, that's amazing. Yeah, Bryant wasn't an Alabama man, although he played at Alabama. I guess that didn't count, did it? <laughs> I said this guy was real upset, and I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I. Uh, Eddie, I must confess, I heard that story, and somehow that story made it into. Uh, into print. <laughs> well, Paul, it's always a pleasure, and I appreciate so much your time, buddy. Eddie, uh, it was our pleasure, and uh, if, if you call more often, I, we would empty out the notebook on every, every story <laughs> we've ever heard. Hey, thank you, Eddie. Be well. We'll be right back. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back as we continue here. T-Rex is up next. Hello, Paul. How are you? We are doing great, T-Rex. Thank you for the call. I'm first-time caller. 
I definitely bleed uh, crimson and white. But the uh, only thing I wanted to tell you is you're a better man than I am having to listen to idiots like uh, I man. Well, I, I don't mean to uh, contradict your thought, but if I, if, I, if I wasn't paid for it, I couldn't do it. I believe that. I mean, I, and I'm fortunate <laughs> to have this job, but the biggest detraction of having this job is having to talk to Ironman. Well, I can believe that. But listen, we appreciate but everything probably, you But do. I probably should donate the money to charity because we all suffered equally during that call. That That's true. That's I'll do true. that. But listen, we we appreciate everything you do, and uh, roll tide. We're going to see how it goes. I'm, I'm going to give him a shot. Yes, sir. That's all you can do. Thank you very, very much. AJ, well, I, I spoke too soon. There, there are two calls that, that are, that are so insufferable. AJ is next. Good afternoon. <laughs> oh, how sweet of you there, Mr. Feinbaum. Thank you. I mean, you know, just call it, call it like it is, Paul. You got you to admit, I, I man is a heck of a caller. That was a heck of a call a while ago. I mean, that was an amazing call. That was, a, that was one of the, that was a Hall of Fame call. And the thing about it is, all he was trying to do, he was speaking facts to you. And he was trying to tell you the same way uh, John from Missouri told Legend the other day. You need to wake up and smell the coffee, Paul. <laughs> I mean, heck, Paul, all the coaches are leaving. The players are leaving. The Bammer fans are upside down. They're pissed off at all the players that are leaving. But the coaches are quitting, too. Because why, Paul? It's not sexy to coach at Alabama anymore. It's not profitable to play at Alabama anymore. I mean, T-Rex had a hell of a name while ago, because that's what they are. They're a dead dinosaur. The dead dinosaur It's over. I mean, the new Georgia, I mean, the new Alabama's over there at Athens, Georgia, and we all know it, Paul. I mean, the coaches even want to be over there with uh, Little Nick Jr. I mean, it is what it is. You just have to suck it up. And it's uh, DuBose, he's a, uh, yeah, I said that right, DuBose. Because by the fourth week into the season, they're going to be chewing him up. Them Bammers are going to have him in a tree shredder, Paul. By the fourth game, he's get three, he gets three soft games, and then he has to play Little Nick Jr. I mean, this is, you, you see the writing on the wall, Paul. You've got to. You know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, he's going to have to play Nick Saban's coaching staff. And, I mean, you know, let's just be real with it. The guy's an out, upstanding, outstanding, and a winner. But he's he's got to fight. He's got to he's got to climb Mount Everest right off the bat. I mean, from day one. And so, the, everybody just got to sit down and and relax. It's it's and, and and another thing, I'm glad that he's uh from South Dakota because he's about to get a hell of a freeze warning. War damn eagle. JB is up next. <laughs> Hey, Paul, thanks for taking my call. Um, I happen to like the I-Man's call, too, and, and, and i got a couple of things here. If Mr. Conyers thinks that I-Man is, is the worst thing out of Montgomery, he, he must not keep up with Alabama politics because we have some have some doozies come out of there. I'm sure covering the state, you know, out of Birmingham, you, you've experienced all that. And uh, my other thing is, uh, you know, I think we're going to have to treat this like a Jerry Springer situation because the only thing I can think about with Saban staying is if if you got a divorce, 
and you went to Christmas at your mom's and you show up with your kids and your new wife and her kids and you as soon as you go in there sets your ex-wife that's got to be kind of an awkward feeling and I got a feeling that's what's going to go on with this Saban hanging around he's got to get out of there he's got to go home enjoy his life and leave this dude alone or this is going to be a disaster and a train wreck Thank you very, very much, uh, Johnny. Uh, we'll take a short break. We have a couple of minutes remaining here on this holiday. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. 